Welcome to <laughs> the next episode of First Frames First. My name is Adrian Constant. I'm one of your other hosts and behind in the backstage there is Jason Green. He's waiting to come on. So today we're going to be talking about priorities. And the thing, the truth is that we've struggled for so long with establishing good priorities and figuring out what are actually the important priorities that we should be working on. We're, we're, we're trying to be creative. We're working nine to fives. We have family lives. And while we're doing all of this, we're really trying and working hard to try and, you know, make something wonderful and creative happen. And so often we get bogged down in the weeds of the doing. We do so many different things. And because the projects are so long and take such a long time, well, sometimes you start doing something that's maybe not important. So today we're going to be talking about priorities. Now, we're going to start with an update. Then let's see, everybody, if we can get uh, 10 likes on YouTube, 10 likes on Facebook. I mean, the numbers are huge here. We're aiming high. Then we'll get to the main segment where we talk about priorities. And then we will finish off with our... Without further ado, let's with the show. Yeah. Hey, guys, I'm Adrian. And I'm Jay. We run Fable Forest Films. Right now, we're totally independent. But what's the dream? Making crazy awesome film and television for the biggest studios. This podcast is our journey. Hello there. Welcome. Welcome Thumbs to up. episode 95. Episode 95 of First Frame First. We're getting there. We're getting cl ever closer to the big 100, which who knows what that even means. I, I don't know. Uh, but the I'm triple excited. Digits. It's wonderful. Yes. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Triple digits is amazing. It means we've been doing this for a little while. Now, one of the things yeah. we should do is uh, mm -hmm. perhaps go and listen to some of our older episodes and see, you know, what they're like. Yeah, they're probably just as good as these. <laughs> exactly I, the same. I, I remember, I remember, uh, uh, I remember in the early days, there was beer. Uh, there was three hour long episodes uh, of just yammering, uh, which, you know, has its has its time. I has will tell its places. you, it was fun for us. Those yes, were really great days for us. We enjoyed those a lot. In honor of the Snyder Cut, uh, which mm -hmm. is which is, I'm wearing my Batman shirt today. Uh, so Lovely. So does, I'm that, very does excited. That, does that come out when? What's the date? Today. Right, right meow. It is right available. Meow? HBO Max. So uh, pretty excited. I don't have now, it. But it makes me want to buy HBO Max. Just to watch that. You know what? I'm really excited for that movie. Just because there was so much tension and controversy around that movie. You know, mm -hmm. I'm really excited to see how different it is from the Josh Whedon version. You know? Yes. Yes, 100%. So, Jason Green, our next segment is all yeah. about updates for Fable Forest Films. Well, let's, let's get started with it then. Let's get going. Okay, okay, I'll give you an update. Oh, now, right. now, last week's episode, we were saying that uh, we were preparing. We had spent a bunch of time preparing for an upcoming pitch. So uh, let's give everyone an update. We The pitch has happened. Um, last Sunday, uh, we got the opportunity. Can we, what do you think? 
Yeah. Go ahead. And, yeah. So we got the opportunity to pitch to uh, a gentleman in Toronto um, named Emerson Wong. He's uh, a stuntman, a uh, very uh, accredited stuntman in the industry, has been in tons of feature films, tons of television in Toronto, um, and is starting up his own production company. Um, and so we got the opportunity to talk to him about Postman, where we are today and what what um, steps we need to take to continue moving forward. So that was uh, that was a lot of fun. Adrian, do you want to say anything specific? Yeah, I'll just say that it it was great for us to make and create a formal pitch to practice yeah. it and then to deliver the formal pitch and see how it went. You know, yes. we got uh, we got an ass whooping, you know, he. he <laughs> like he came back and he said listen guys i'm not really interested but we learned a lot we learned a ton by doing it and actually our preparation leading up to that gave me the confidence that we could go out and do this again to somebody else so i'd say that it was a wonderful experience i actually really enjoyed it so did i i think emerson's great um and it's exciting um he's started in the indie world has a lot of uh, credits starting his own production company and has a distribution deal for uh, three pictures, I believe. So uh, should be pretty exciting. He and he admitted to us too. He's he also has to knock his movies out of the park, do the right thing, and mm-hmm. to see continued success. So um, yeah. good good luck to him, and maybe someday we can convince him to come on the show and talk to us about Titans and Pacific Rim and all the. And- and all the movies that he's funding. All the awesome stuff. Yeah, all the I films feel. that he's funding and getting getting off the ground because, I mean, he's just launching his production company and they're doing the real deal, right? Million-dollar yes. movies are coming out of that production company. So that's a really awesome place to be. So tell us tell us about um, how are we doing for our week for, for Fable Forest? What are we up to? Good. So Fable Forest, we had a – just uh, continuing to – day today um some great sometimes you, you're never quite sure how things are gonna you're never quite sure how things are gonna pan out whether a vfx shot mm-hmm. is gonna work but sometimes you knock it out the park you do really well and i had two shots well, like that today which just worked really well i i don't even know how it works you sent actually. me a couple they of just, screenshots they were just you sent, amazing you sent me a couple of screenshots and uh they're pretty gross so i'm very excited uh, uh people are going to be People are going to be really excited to see. I mean, we keep building it up and up. Uh, people are going to be excited to see the trailer, mostly because seeing the trailer means they're going to be able to see the movie soon enough. And we've been talking about it for a while. So um, so this is great. We've continued to see the score come in, which has been amazing. Um, so all the pieces are moving in the right direction, uh, Ab- which is great. Absolutely. Yeah, and I, I, and I would just like to say, uh, just uh, we also... If everybody doesn't know this, Fable Forest is also starting to officially do corporate videos. So we had a corporate video delivery this week, which went really well. And the client was extremely happy. And that video is now done. And there is another video that has come down the pipe. So we're continuing down that road as well. With that, uh, I started a couple other side pieces, um, which were uh, working to get the company up on Google businesses so that you can see it. So we can start to get corporate reviews, things like that. Mm-hmm. We built the LinkedIn profile, which will start to fill out over time. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Google business is cool. Uh, you set it up and then Google sends you a postcard to verify that you are who you say you are and that you live or work where you say you live or work, which is pretty kind of exciting. Um, so can, I'm, I just want to quickly talk about um, where our current feature films are housed and what's going on with that. Is that cool? Ah, yes, please do that. So um, we used to have uh, an what we call an aggregator, um, and they were named Juice International, uh, based out of Toronto. Um, we liked that they were local, sort of local. Um, but when you want to put your fil feature film online, if you want to do di self-distribution, um, you can put it on yourself onto Amazon Prime, which is great, uh, even Vimeo. But to get it on iTunes or Google Play, you have to use an aggregator. Same with things like if you want to try to, um, as an independent filmmaker, if you want to try to get your your picture on like Netflix or Hulu or go through the standard, um, you know, the standard approach to putting your film on some of the streaming services. Um, a lot of times you need an aggregator. So you sign up for them, you pay them a set fee, usually, hopefully um, you upload all of your stuff. They do like a QA process and then uh, you pay per region and things like that. And they put the film out. Um, if anybody ever wants to talk about specifics, about, um, you know, requirements for uploading to an aggregator, um, hit and get in touch with us and we can chat a little bit about it. Um, but what happened to us was uh, we had our two movies, Bickerman's Grove and I Was a Greenhouse, using Juice International, and they've decided to close down that division of their company. So they reached out and let us know that as of a certain date, um, our movies would not be on the plat, not be available on these platforms anymore. Um, so a little bit of a shocker, and uh, you know we have to take action now to try to do something about mm -hmm. it. So what we've decided to do is to go with Amazon Prime. Um, it's the one that we can build the account for and upload our movies, uh, and then be able to give people who want to rent or or buy the option to do so. Um, you know we. Uh, so I did set all that up this week. I got back and forth with Amazon and, um, it's kind of interesting because the films are already up on Amazon, but you're not allowed to actually just take ownership. You can't just prove that you're the filmmakers and take them over. Uh, even though they were shut down, we have to go through the process of uploading everything again. And then there's like a, I can't remember what they said, but there is a, taking ownership of your own material sort of process that we go through. So I have all of the steps and we'll be continuing on with, uh, with all of that over the next week. And hopefully within a week or maybe two, we'll have our, our movies back up uh, for rent. I think probably a little bit of a rental price reduction can go along with that so that people can get out there and, and watch them. Anyways, that's my, that's my update. Oh, one more thing. One more tiny thing. I finally, actually, let's save it. Let's save it. Let's save it for the priorities <laughs> discussion. How about that? Okay, good, uh, good, good, good. Now, I will just add that it was a shocker that Juice suddenly decided to shut the shut that part of their their company down, and yeah. um, it it was very it made us very unhappy because we paid a lot of, for indie filmmakers. We paid a lot of money to have yeah. them 
get our films onto these platforms with the idea that they would be on the platforms in perpetuity and we could continue right. on with our lives. The update, uh, the, the idea is that you put it up once for a set price and then every year you pay a small fee to just have them manage the accounts. The money comes in from the different places and then it gets sent to you in a check form or whatever. Yeah. Losing that. And, and yeah. And if you're paying, you're paying three grand to get your movies onto all the various platforms. And now all of a sudden they're like, Oh, all done. Sorry guys. See you later. Yeah. Anyway, it's the, it, it, this is what happens when you, when you're beholden to a platform. Because the platform right. can just decide to shut you down. That's what we love so much about Amazon is the fact that we are in control of the content. We're in control of the account. And we like having that control. We don't want to have that taken away from us again. Yeah. That did suck. So yeah. uh, on with the show. That's oh, right. Wait. wait. We, don't have a, we don't have a segment yet. I'm not playing that segment, Adrian. Uh, so... <laughs> The main segment for today uh, is our Hot for Teacher segment, where we try to uh, bring a little bit of a little bit of learning, a little thought-provoking stuff to to the show. So uh, I really liked uh, what you wanted to talk about today. Give give us the sousan of what we're going to talk about. Okay, so often with us, we can get locked into doing a lot of different things. We are trying to get this production company up and running. And our primary goal is to make film and TV shows for the biggest networks, to the, for the biggest distributors in the world. That's our goal. But along the road, it is, and it is a long road, we end up doing this and we end up doing that. And what happens is your time slowly becomes diminished as, and you need to really think about what are the priorities and what are the the things you have to do that are going to move you forward. So often we find ourselves immersed in something and I'll be in, in doing it and it's fun. And I say to mm -hmm. myself, this is, this is not helping us our primary objective. You know what I mean? So I thought it was, a, it would be a good idea. Maybe today we talk about priorities. Yes. We don't have a segment. We don't have a, a cool segment for this one. Uh, Jeff, how's it going, buddy? Uh, good goal. Yes, having goals and and working towards them very important. Um, so let's now you you brought up uh, the now tell us about the book that you're reading because you brought up this four quadrant uh, process Matrix. here that I'd like yeah. to I'd like to try to show people. Amazing. If I can, if I can so take this. So uh, I, uh, currently I'm listening on Audible to The Seven, uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And I highly recommend this book. I've read a whole bunch of books and uh, been involved in a whole lot of videos that deal with motivation and that kind of thing. And honestly, this book is the best. It just touches on every single thing you need to think about if you want to be an effective human being. So one of the things that they spoke about are priorities. And they developed, the gentleman in this book developed a priorities matrix, which is like a, it's a square and you have in the square, are you going to share the screen, Jay? Or I'm I going to, try? yes. Okay. No, I'm so going to do it. Okay. So I'll just, I'll just describe quickly. So you just, oh, you have in the one corner, you have urgent. There we go. There it is. If you look at the top left corner, you have quadrant one, which is urgent and important 
and this is uh, th these are generally tasks that are well you have to do them they're super super mm -hmm. important and they require your immediate attention and often it feels like a crisis like these are the right. kinds of tasks where you're working you're grinding all night to get it over the line we're going to be late that's right got to get it done Quadrant two, these are important, but not urgent. So there's no real deadline or the deadline is movable. And these are things that you have to do. But the deadline ends up happening is we tend to shuff them off. We tend to, and the things we shuff them off for are urgent, but not important. And these will usually be things that other people want us to do you know help that other people need and f things that have the feeling that, like they're very important and you really have to do them but in fact you you don't they're not that important and then you get or or uh yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, sorry. And yes, Jay, this is it's going to be important. Your perspective is very important. And then we get to quadrant four, which is not urgent and not important. And generally, these things or to do's should be either thrown away or you should get somebody else to they should be delegated to somebody else. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So these are your yeah. generally your four quadrants. Now, the truth is you want to spend most of your time, according to the author, you want to spend most of your time in quadrant two because that's planning. And if you, if you spend most of your time in quadrant two, you prevent those things from getting into quadrant one where it becomes right. a crisis. But Jay, what's your perspective? Well, I, I'd like to... Uh, I have a bunch of perspectives in a couple of different areas, but I, I would like to just, let's talk about, so we gave the examples. Um, let's talk about some of the things that we do um, that and and how they kind of relate to these buckets. Do you think that's? Yeah, 100%. Is that okay? Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, let's go ahead. Go ahead and let's, let's kind of w walk through some of the different things. So I, I would say in quadrant one, probably we've got corporate videos, uh, things like that because the the timeline is so short for that and it's important because we need to bring the money in then we have prepping for pitch meetings that's kind of anything that has a deadline that's sort of that's very close and impending that right. uh, something like taxes that would be quadrant one activity but it could be a quadrant two activity if we did it early enough I don't know if you can do taxes early enough you you, you kind of need all the things then in quadrant two for us is finish the film because we have a hard deadline. Stuff like the website, writing scripts, creating pitch packets, which are very important, but they have no deadline, arranging pitch meetings, which for us is a very important thing. Grant applications, there's no real deadline for that, but that would be very important. Finding mentors, and then sort of like we, we have a weekly accountability meetings that we hold, I would put that into quadrant two as well. Although, yeah, it's it's tough because sometimes you think to yourself you could throw something away, you know. And uh, anyway, for quadrant three, I would say other people's projects, our teaching, our de uh, our desire to teach. We we would like to start a, a part of Fable Forest that is about education. And the truth is, we want to do that. But for right now, with regards to our goals. I'm not sure if it's in line with exactly what we want right this minute. Yeah, I don't um, even know if I would consider that to be urgent. Yes. Yeah, maybe not urgent and not important. Um, so we recently wrote a short story, and that also had a deadline. That kind of thing would fall into under urgent and not important. And then 
now I did this and I wanted to hear what you think about this, but not urgent and not important, just with regards to our goal of making films and TV for the biggest studios. I said not urgent and not important is social media. Mm. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I like that. I mean, so let's, let's try to break them down a little bit more just quickly. And I want to just put some perspective as well that I was thinking about when, when you pass this over to me. Um, so let's talk about, uh, first of all, I totally, totally agree with what, what the person's saying. And I mean, obviously they're, they're a bestseller, so, um, it's hard to argue. Um, but spending the majority of your time in quadrant two is the key, right? Like you said, um, you know, preparing for pitch meetings is urgent and important, but it doesn't have to be urgent, right? Mm-hmm. Um, unless something comes up at the last minute, right? Where, um, like as an example, we recently had, um, you know, the opportunity to pitch and uh, we, it was in a very short period of time. So we spent, you know, as much time as we had to right then to build the packet, practice, et cetera, et cetera, get ourselves comfortable, um, which put it right into quadrant one. But if you knew, you know, hey, this is a project that I'm working on and we know that in order to be successful, we're going to have to pitch two or three times in the course of the next upcoming bunch of months. Let's put that, that's in quadrant number two now and we can Mm -hmm. space it out. It's very important, but we can plan our time and get to it uh, appropriately. Same with, same with the taxes. Um, (laughs) There are things that you can do to be prepared to Mm -hmm. plan ahead um, and to not be rushing around trying to get everything done. Right. Um, so, um, now you had put in urgent, but not important, um, you know, seems urgent at the time, but aren't important. See, I would put in things like, um, the, uh, the short story competition. I would put that in quadrant three. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason I put it there is because, you know, you, you see something and you're like, man, I should, we should really do this short film competition or the short story competition or whatever, you know, Hey, wouldn't it be a great idea to get our new ideas and get them out there? So it, there is an urgency there because there's a deadline, but does it really match our goals to your point? Um, and should we be taking the time away from our key projects to mm-hmm. work into those other things? And yeah. I think, <laughs> There's, there's Mike so, Woods. There he is. <laughs> Handsome devil. The, these guys. So, um, you know, your point about um, taking on other people's projects, mm-hmm. really corporate video fits in there as well, right? So you have, what, what you have to think of as a company is like, what, what are your, your goals? If you can't finish your film because you don't have the funds in order to do that, then one of your key priorities is to build those funds, which mm-hmm. then makes getting some corporate clients and getting that work done and building that into your schedule important, right? That's right. Um, If you've got enough bucks in the bank, let's say, let's say you're backed by a distributor or you've got a minimum guarantee or you've got a a high financier or whatever that's going to fund your next project, then maybe taking on those corporate clients and bringing extra things into the fold is not a good idea. So for each, for each person, it's, 
you have to think about what your goal is and what you need to be able to achieve that goal, right? Absolutely. And and the the truth is, like, we, we use the short story as an example to, 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 to describe what is urgent but not important. Right. But the truth is, I really enjoyed doing that short story. Like, I had a lot of fun doing it. Mm-hmm. And it's just, well, it's, I will it's say, a difficult... I will say that I enjoyed your short story to the point where I could see that becoming a pitch someday. Yeah. Right. So you, you also can't throw away the things that are fun. Um, the That's things right. That keep your creativity going. And the truth but, is, if everything was planned and everything in your life was in quadrant two, you mm-hmm. would become your life would become very robotic. And right. I feel like there would be an element of like stagnant. You'd become stagnant just because everything would be planned and everything would be boring. So I, I, to your point, absolutely. As, so long as you understand kind of what your ultimate goal is and as long as you are focusing on making sure that you're you're knocking those main priorities out the park first and foremost, right. then if you have time, you know, then you move into quadrant three and quadrant two and even quadrant one, you know, or quadrant four, sorry. Quadrant four, things that are not urgent and not important, like as smoking, an example. Smoking a cigar. I mean, you can multitask, <laughs> you know, you do two things. Out. But so speaking of quadrant four, sometimes you have to complete something that is not important. Mm-hmm. Um, and not urgent, but has been on your plate for a really long time. And it just kind of eats away at you. Yeah. Um, so maybe you have 40, 50,000 JPEG photos on your computer that need to be turned, <laughs> That's right. need to be turned into a time-lapse video finally after yeah. years. Um, so, uh, this week, one of the other, uh, updates that I have is that I finally made the time-lapse video for the writer's retreat weekend where we had the GoPro running all the time, taking a picture every, I don't know, 20 or 30 seconds or whatever. Um, so that was fun. And I think we're going to, we're definitely going to share that with, with all of you guys. Uh, hey, look, look at, look at this guy. Oh my God. Welcome Clifton. Thank you, for, thank you for jumping on. Uh, not that, not to say, and not to say that Jeff and Mike uh, were not as happy to see you guys on the show. Uh, thank you for also being here. Clifton Brown was on Art of Eight Limbs Season 2. Um, an, an amazing coach of uh, Muay Thai, five-time world Muay Thai champion. Uh, and uh, I did think you. the one evening he was telling us a story and uh, I thought maybe he was going to murder Jay. It was oh. going to be the end of Jason Green. <laughs> i also thought that that was gonna happen uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah you you held but, it together you held it together the wet patch in your pants you managed to keep it hidden until we got to the car <laughs> clifton gave me a moment uh in life which will never be forgotten so thank you for that um i'm we should probably talk about it someday but anyways so uh finish that one of these days we're gonna do a show where we talk about having a writer's retreat Talk about our process. Show the time-lapse video. It's going to be fun. A writer's retreat. This was one of the greatest weekends of my entire life. I loved it so, so much. Yeah, absolutely. Jay, a weekend away with you at a hut. And it was just amazing. I loved it so much. I can't wait to do it again. 
So great. I mean, we did write a script, everyone. That's right. So that's why we're there. Keep your minds <laughs> firmly out the gutter and yeah, that's right. on filmmaking. Okay. Um, so you know what, everyone? You know, once again, think about your own lives. Think about the things that you want to do. And I think before you get into these quadrants one through four, one of the things that you have to do is try to understand what your key goals are. What is it that you want to push towards? Because then every time you're putting something in one of these buckets, think about where you're going so that you can decide, is the thing that I'm doing, is each of these items, is it related to to where I'm pushing towards or is it uh, is it something that's not going to move the needle? Now, there's some things that are a little, you know, uh, up in the air and I wanted to talk about them. One is you had mentioned uh, helping out other people, right? Mm -hmm. um, which, which is, uh, you know, you can spend a lot of time uh, jumping in to support another team, another person, another group, uh, and uh, it it can eat it can eat a lot of your time. That you should be doing other things, but and, sometimes you have the, to. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. Sorry, and it is very important. You should this. You should always be willing to help people out when they need help. Yeah, it's just if it's at the expense of what you are trying to achieve. Right. So sometimes I, I just, you know, I think that there's got to be a right time and a right place for everything. Um, sometimes, you know, sometimes the the person you're going to help next week, you can't help today. But, um, you know, just think about those things whenever you're, you're driving towards your goals, I suppose. Yeah, man. Now, quick question. Yeah. Clifton, if you're yeah. still there. Clifton, would you come on the show? This this man was a very wise man. He had lots of knowledge in his Muay Thai brain. Would he come on the and show? Filmmaker in his own right. Also. That's right. That's right. Yeah. This is a man we need on the show. Clifton, if you're still there, give us a let us know if you'll come on the show. That'd be great. All right. So now let's uh, let's jump into uh, thanks uh, thanks everyone. We're gonna jump into uh, next segment. All right, Jason what, Green. What's your, what's your, you want me to go first? You go I'm first. I'm very excited. I'm very excited for today. First of all, I'm watching. I don't know if you can see it way back there, but I'm watching the complete season, uh, complete series of Dilbert, Dilbert cartoons on D DVD. Uh, so while I work away, doing taxes and Amazons and Googles and things, I watch some Dilbert. But what I really wanted to talk about today was um, a movie that I just watched. And what I've been doing uh, is I've been watching a whole bunch of my VHS tapes, a bunch of my v my DVDs, and as I've been watching them, I've been putting them in a box to give them away. Um, so my DVDs go to my dad, who's collecting them, and probably will never throw them away. <laughs> my VHS tapes go to a good friend in Toronto. We've been boxing them up and take them out to him. Um, but sometimes I watch a movie that I'm like, no, I got to hang on to that one. And this is one of those. It's not great it's not a good movie i wouldn't say not in the in the grand scheme of things but it's a lot of fun and i think that when we go to write our sports movie which we're, which let's not talk about but when we go to write our sports movie it's going to be one of the required watchings because this it's just such a great sports movie it better be varsity okay. blues it's not. It is 
Mr. 3000 with Bernie Mac. <laughs> have you seen Excellent. this movie? I have not. It is awesome. Okay. Um, I'm in. It is about Bernie Mac plays this character who's a super a-hole plays uh, plays in the major leagues. He gets his three th- three thousandth home run, uh, not home run, just base hit, and then retires. And he's like, "I'm Mister Three Thousand." He buys like a shopping mall, and he has a Mister Three Thousand bar and a Mister Three Thousand laundromat, and he just leaves the major leagues. And he's just a grumpy prick. And years later, like nine years later, uh, he, he he pulls this big stunt to try to get into the Hall of Fame. And they dig into everything when they're trying to get him into the Hall of Fame. And it turns out he's three of his hits were double counted and he's only got 2,997 hits. And he has to return to the major leagues as a fat man, as a jerk, and try to get his last three hits. And then, of course, all the like wonderful sports, uh, you know, yeah, moments happen. It's just a perfect, like, cliche by the numbers sports That's movie, right. which is just excellent. Anyways, I, I loved it and I'm going to put it aside so that when we do the sports movie, we just watch a couple key ones. I know varsity blues is important to you. Um, there we, there you have it. So what are you watching? Well, I've just started to, so I'll, I'll talk about two, th- one thing that I'm quickly reading and I'm not finished yet, but it relates to what I'm watching right now. Uh, I'm currently of the mind that the next thing that we should be doing is a, comedy like a short form comedy single camera like the office like parks and recreation so currently i'm watching parks and recreation and just trying to understand the actual structure of the comedy and digging into the style of the comedy and actually who the characters are and what makes things really funny and i'm also reading a book on the origins of the office which is basically a book on how it came about and everyone that was involved in the show talks about the show and what it meant to them and how they did it and just everything. So I'm I'm digging into that and I'm really enjoying Parks and Recreation and one of the one of the reasons I realized that this comedy why that particular comedy works so well is that you don't really have punchlines in the way that you used to have with the canned laughter. There used right. to be you know there would be a punchline everybody would laugh and it used to be jokes it used to be more like uh someone standing on a stage and telling a, a a comical joke whereas now it's more it's more sort of observational humor people just being characters in their own environment and right. you actually you can't have the thing that i've recently realized now this is this is like a, a little piece of gold but like not everyone is a character it's actually funny because you have characters peppered throughout Mm-hmm. And you also have normal human beings who have normal opinions about stuff. And the funniness is watching the characters bounce off of the normal humans. Yeah. Like like Pam and Jim in the office, those are your kind of your normal characters. And they kind of are revolving around them are these kind of more crazy characters like Dwight and Michael who actually run right. the office. And right. so that dynamic is actually what makes it kind of – and then the comedy is subtle – I, I mean, obviously- now have you noticed that 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 uh, both the Office and Parks and Rec they also break the fourth wall a lot. Yeah, like absolutely. They, they look right at the camera and they yeah. smirk, or they do something that's specifically for the person that's watching. There, it's built like a docu series. That's right, and that was the original BBC series of The Office was supposed to be like a it was supposed to be a mockumentary, like a documentary. Mm-hmm. So 
they really took that and they really won with that formula. And it's so enticing because the the wonderful thing about that is that you get to hear what the characters are thinking. So they right. say something and then you get almost it's almost like you get a double joke because right. they get to because they get to tell you what they were thinking about the actual situation. Now it's it's interesting to think about because uh one of the uh one of the uh pilots that you had written was a a, a comedy called Five Alarm. And uh, it followed the same sort of same. Well, it didn't follow the same sort of idea, but it didn't really ever look at the camera and make a joke. Right. It was more of a Brooklyn nine, nine, I think mm-hmm. um, Brooklyn nine, nine style comedy mm-hmm. doesn't look at the camera and, and smirk. So. Yeah, no, that, that's hundred percent correct. And, and now I'm really just trying to decide on whether we should do a mockumentary or mm-hmm. whether we should do the Brooklyn Nine-Nine thing, because I'm just, I think it's something we should do this year, Jay. I think we got we to gotta swing at it. And I think the characters that we build have got to be the characters that we have around us. So we know a lot of very funny individuals. We got to bring them in and we just let them be themselves. It, you know, you kind, of, you kind of give them a direction, and, but you kind of just let them be. And then mm. we we see we see kind of if we can find that tone because if we find a good comical tone that is enjoyable to watch with people that you kind of enjoy looking at and and you know being part of their shenanigans, then you're just doing something amazing. You know, when you watch Brooklyn Nine Nine, uh, I I just I love it so much, and I think one of its kind of endearing qualities is that you can take somebody that thinks a show like Brooklyn Nine-Nine is stupid, uh, like my wife as an example, and when she watches three or four of those episodes back to back, then all of a sudden she's falling in love with the characters, not the silliness and stupidness of it, but but the individual characters, and then you're hooked, right? Mm-hmm. So characters are everything, and... Uh, yeah, it's exciting. I'm I'm really looking forward to uh, what comes up next for us for for comedic television or yeah, web man. series. We'll see. Uh, okay, yeah. so one thing that we did want to do is, and we we should really start doing this uh, earlier, uh, which was a, a great idea on your part, was to warn people what's coming up next week. Uh, so next week we're going to have Steve Downer. Uh, a, a friend of ours uh, on the show who is a consultant, and he's going to talk to us about preparing and being successful at meetings. That's right. So if you're going to a pitch meeting, meeting. that's right. If you're going to a pitch meeting, you're meeting an executive, you're meeting someone important, what are the things you should do in order to prepare for that meeting? Ah, This is going to be great. So so, uh, join us next week. Um, Same, same, hopefully same bad time, same bad place. And uh, we'll see you guys again soon. Dream big. Dream big. Work hard. (laughs) Really hope you enjoyed the show. Wherever you watched or listened, please leave us a comment or a review. We really want to hear from you. Share the show with a friend. You know they'll love us. Head over to our website, thefableforest.com. There's all kinds of great stuff. Poke around. Check it out. See you all again in a couple weeks.